1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for fifteen dollars a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at MintMobile.com/slash-switch.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See MintMobile.com for full terms.
1: Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms
2: Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Mill Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Have you ever thought, how did I manage to lose myself? Being a mom is so hard, especially when we're feeling stressed and disconnected. We exhaust ourselves trying to create this perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your marriage and your kids without the stress perfectionism brings. I am going to teach you how to identify who you are outside of all of the roles you play. Hi, I'm Veronica Cisneros. I'm a wife, mother of three, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am on a mission to teach women just like you how to become empowered and unapologetic. Welcome to our girl gang. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is the host of The Purpose Show, a top rated podcast. And she's also the creator of online courses that have earned her international attention for her fresh, practical lifestyle strategies for moms. Known as the life minimalist, she encourages and inspires women to pursue abundant life by creating space for what matters most. So please help me by welcoming Ali Casaza. Hey, Ali.
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you.
2: Absolutely. So, I was like totally reading your bio and I'm like, we're totally neighbors because I also live like wine country's right in my backyard. Really? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs>
3: like Southern California wine country?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm in Temecula.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay, we obviously have to have lunch. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. That's so random.
2: Right? Right? <laughs> Um, Well, I'm so super excited to have you on. I've made sure to go ahead and do a whole background history of you and just really get a feel of what what you do for women. And it's absolutely amazing. I'm so inspired by like your authenticity. And there's a couple episodes that you had recorded and you were just sharing about your life and like, You know, times where it got really difficult with marriage and and just being a mom overall, and it really resonated with me. And I appreciate, I really, really appreciate how raw and open you are. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, I that's something that I've carried with me over the years of growing what I have now in my business and and even in my personal life. And I think, I think one thing that's hard about it is some people can't handle it or something. Like they feel like if you're if you're being like that, then now I'm convicted because something that you said really struck a chord with me. And now I feel like I have to change this thing that you shared you were struggling with. You <laughs> called me out by calling yourself out. And it's funny because I don't know you. Like, I didn't know you were there. I, didn't, I don't know. What to, I'm just sharing. But sometimes it, it can be difficult. If that I don't even know if what I said makes sense. But in, in my experience, that's kind of the reaction I get sometimes when it's negative. It's very like, people get like upset that I'm calling myself out and just being honest. And they're like, well, now you called me out. And I feel like I have to change this. And how dare you? And it gets, it gets real.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing that happens is in that moment, somebody's experiencing, the person you're talking about is experiencing a level of insecurity that was just Mm -hmm. exposed. And you're right on when you say like, dude, I wasn't even talking about you. I was totally like (laughs) just reflecting back and sharing Mm -hmm. my experience. But it it provides them with this sense of shame and guilt. And when we're exposed, when that feeling of insecurity is exposed, we don't know what to do with it. So right away we go to like whatever defense mechanisms we have, which is like, well, I have to throw it back on you because it's your fault. Right. So totally, totally. So I know about you because of the research I've done, however... Uh, can you give us a little bit about like your story? Cause I definitely want our audience to hear about you. Yeah,
3: for sure. Um, so what I do in my business is I really am helping women lighten. I always say like, you know i'm here to lighten your load because mm-hmm. it it goes through everything i can do that in business i can do that in your home i can do that in your motherhood and your marriage and relationships like i'm here to help you lighten your load wherever it feels really heavy and where it feels heavy is going to kind of change and shift as life goes on and as you evolve as a person so what it started with was decluttering like physically decluttering your home that's in my life that literally shifted everything for me, which is so funny because you would never think that getting rid of excess like crap in your closets, would change your entire life. It just, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels good. It feels good to have less to clean. It just feels good. But it really, I mean, it really did. At that point in my life, this was about maybe about eight years ago um, at the time that we're recording this, that at this point in my life, Um, when I was, I had three babies under three Mm. and I was home all the time by myself. My husband is a gem of a human being and he was working his butt off at a crappy job to make ends meet. He was gone about 14 hour days, six days a week. Um, we never saw each other and I was at Mm. home. I, I was honestly, I was truly struggling and truly miserable. I woke up every morning with this feeling of dread. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, at this point, I had no idea just about like abundant life and experiencing joy and that, you know, we are deserving of joy. We are joy. We're just not opening up to that. And I had no idea of any of these things that I've learned, you know, since then. And so I was just waking up with this feeling of dread, kind of reacting to my kids, reacting to my day, reacting at everything in my life, instead of coming from this place of openness and joy and responding. Um, and so, I was not the mom I wanted to be. I was snapping at my kids. I was nagging at my husband all the time. Like I literally was the picture of the woman that I had always sworn I would never become. I was so um, ashamed. I really carried a lot of shame in those days. And so very long story short, I really kind of had this, you know, kind of like a come to Jesus moment where I just was in my bathroom on the floor crying and just like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this. What, what is wrong with me? What am I missing? Like, God, are you even there? What do I do here? Like, what am I doing wrong? Because this is what I always wanted in my life, my, to marry my husband, to have kids, to have a great life. But there's this void this lack of fulfillment this depressive cloud hanging over me um like i was about to go to the doctor and get medication for my depression which you know if that's what you need there's nothing wrong with that but that's not what i needed i had yeah. this like situational depression and i knew that i wasn't sick just because i was yeah. sick i knew there was a cause a root and i didn't want to mask it i wanted to pull it out and so um i really had that moment and i and it this is just how God works with me. My thoughts were immediately redirected. It wasn't me like this is I think this is how we get spoken to in this way. My thoughts were like immediately redirected to like, what exactly are you doing in your days? And I could see myself like I almost had this It was very, very, as much a spiritual moment. It was so much, I'll never forget it. And I could see myself going through my day, reacting, reacting, cleaning up stuff I didn't even need, snapping at the kids to get out of my way so I could catch up on housework, like constantly just reacting in my day. And I just saw myself doing that. And I realized like, I have so much in my life that is so unnecessary i don't even need it or want it it's in my way it's blocking my purpose yeah and it was very therapeutic and symbolic for me to get up off that bathroom floor wipe my tears i finished the day with the kids i got them in bed early after dinner and i physically purged my space. It was very therapeutic, super symbolic. And that night I stayed up almost all night, just gutting my house. And and honestly, there was just piles of junk in every Mm -hmm. closet, every drawer. And so I continued to do that over the next few weeks. And my life completely lightened. My depression lifted and it didn't come back. I, I didn't feel that way anymore. Um, I started to notice that I was just happier. I felt lighter. I was um, praying more, meditating more, taking walks with my kids. I felt excited about my life. I started to blog, and that blog turned into this empire mm-hmm. that brought my husband out of his crappy job and is creating jobs for other people. Like it literally changed everything. And so it's this idea of, what is essential? What do you need? What lights you up? Why do you even have anything else in your way? Why do you have a bunch of crap that so-and-so relative gave you for your wedding and you're afraid to get rid of it because you'll hurt their feelings. It's in your freaking way. What takes up your space takes up your time. Like same in your business. Why are you doing things the complicated way? What if it was fun and easy and light? Do it that way. Screw all the like complicated formulas. I mean, this really goes for everything. It goes for wellness. It goes for marriage. It goes for relationships. It goes for everything.
2: Yeah. How do we get there when we're feeling invisible? How do we get there when we're slaves to the checklist? You know, you had this this moment where you're in the bathroom you know you're 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 bored, you're on on the fence about going to you know a psychiatrist maybe even your your mm-hmm. doctor to get medication and you're here in this space recognizing all of these things are happening and acknowledging that this isn't the life you want to live for some women it's it's letting go and accepting that and moving forward that they're just so fearful of. And I, I hear it so many times. I hear it in my private practice. I hear it with women I coach. I, I The minute I let go of this, well, then I go down this path of uncertainty and that's too damn scary. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to continue to be imprisoned.
3: Well, I think like what you said first really stood out to me when you feel invisible, like what do you do? And I mm-hmm. think that it, it resonated with me because that is how I felt. And I've actually never put it that way. But that is exactly how I felt. And I think when you feel invisible, you have to first see yourself. And I think what that looks like, because I don't want that to sound like some fluffy cliche. Like, I think what that means is we suppress so much we suppress we push through we have to get it together we have to stop shitting around we have to go 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 that's Mm -hmm. what most women feel that pressure and it comes from the outside but it mostly comes from our own selves and so when you stop like there is so much power in pause and you look at yourself and you admit where you are and you get honest with yourself this is how I'm feeling. I am broken. I am a shell of the person I want to be. I'm so far away from where I want to be. I don't even know how I would get up from here, let alone make it as far as I think I should be right now. I'm so behind. I, I, you're, you just admit it's this like yep. pause and admission that makes you see your own self. When you do that for yourself, that's what I did on the bathroom floor that's what was happening it wasn't even just like god help me it was a admission of what i was suppressing and ignoring for so long you can't it's like sweeping a dead body under the rug like if there's a giant bulge like you can you know there's something there you can't walk around it and host a party around it you have to get the root problem out you have to yep. stop avoiding you have to admit and see yourself no one's coming to get you no one's going to see you if you don't see yourself And so, yeah, that's the main thing. I think the first step, if anyone's listening and feeling like, you know, before Allie is resonating more of an after Allie, you know, so to speak to, to really make it black and white like that, then I think you have to first see yourself.
2: I think another thing to that, um, because listening to your story in so many ways, I can relate. Um, I've been, you know, I've been in, in my bathroom looking at my mirror and saying, who the hell are you? And how did you get here? You know, how are you, you know, 15 pounds heavier? How are you, you know, with your mom bun? Not that there's anything wrong with mom bun because I'm wearing one right now, but just like yeah. where where that was like it, that's as far as I went. The sweats, like the yoga pants. That, right, it, right. I was just a shell. Would you agree that that reset, that pause has to happen more than once? Like, so I you have your so, aha yes. moment, right? Mm-hmm. You have your aha moment, and then. I was talking about it. I was actually talking about it today, you know, with I need to reset. I'm recognizing that all of these things are happening and it's literally consuming me. And so I have to reset right now. I have to go ahead and share and process what I'm experiencing with somebody that supports me, not somebody that's going to judge me. And I really have to just ride this wave of discomfort because if I don't, I'm just going to fall deeper and deeper into this hole. Mm -hmm. How do you do that in your life?
3: Yeah, I think it's such a good point to say that it has to happen over and over and I think that it's the level of of how bad it is or how much mm-hmm. you need it that changes. So it's not like I fixed my life and I never have to go back there again. Absolutely I have, but it hasn't been at that level yeah. again. Um and so you level up and you move on and you evolve and then it, and then you kind of like, "Oh, wait, I'm kind of running myself into a ditch here again. What needs to be pruned? What do I need to let Bingo. go of?" Yeah. And so I think really, like, really coming back to it's how you feel. I think Mm -hmm. that, again, it goes back to suppressing our feelings. Our feelings are so important. Your body will speak to you. When you start to have, you know, I was speaking with a woman the other day and she was telling me about how she has like irritable bowel issues. And she was like just talking and talking. Oh, I'm so sensitive to food, but no doctor can figure it out. And I was talking with her. We ended up landing on she is anxious. She has anxiety because she's overdoing it. She's running herself into the ground. And the only reason I notice it is because she is me at different parts of my, points Mm -hmm. in my life. And when she feels, um, you know, on Tuesdays, she would always, I always get really bad symptoms on Tuesdays. Well, what are you doing on Tuesdays? Well, that's my really, really busy work day. Okay. This is emotional. Like your body is talking to you. So our bodies talk to us. Our minds are always racing and trying to, we're trying to get these messages And we just suppress, suppress, suppress because the calendar is full. We have to move forward. Things have to get done and we have to carry everybody else. And it's such a lie. It's such BS. It's just, it doesn't need to be that way unless you say it does. So stop saying it does and listen to your body. Tune into how you're feeling. So for me, it's about, okay, I, you know, notice how I'm speaking. I noticed how I feel like everything is energy. Everything is vibrating. How are you vibrating? Are you low? Are you high? Where are you at? Everything is energy. How is your energy today? Mm-hmm. If it's low, it's not just because I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. There is something going on, even if it's small, like practicing EFT, tapping, like leaning into where am I at? How am I feeling? And then, okay, I feel like there's some negativity here. I'm feeling really stressed. I noticed that I looked at my calendar for tomorrow and I felt the feeling of dread and avoidance. Why? What is Mm -hmm. it? And lean into it and then make decisions out of that. Like it's the simplest things like realizing I have an interview tomorrow with this podcast and I just I looked at their message and I just really don't feel aligned with it. Cancel the interview. Like whatever whatever it is, um, you can even continue and you can show up to something you were previously dreading just because you worked through the emotions and you realized there was like a limiting belief or a thought or a worry that was blocking you from enjoying your day tomorrow. Like does that make sense? It's really all about coming back to your feelings.
2: Absolutely. I agree. Being able to identify what you're feeling emotionally, what your physical sensation is, and being able to go ahead and lean into the insecurities and challenge those thoughts. A hundred percent. I love that you used EFT, um, emotionally focused therapy, like mm-hmm. being able to go ahead and tap into your body and what you're really experiencing and giving yourself permission to say, no. No, Mm -hmm. so the life of a minimalist. How, like, where do we start?
3: So for me, I think because this is this is the thing that bothers me about minimalism and the minimalist community is it's it's like minimalism for the sake of minimalism. It's less for the sake of less. It's, it's like, look at me. I only, I only have three pairs of jeans, black <laughs> skinny jeans, boyfriend <laughs> jeans and bell bottoms. And that's it. And I'm amazing. And if you have more than this, then you're not doing it right. Like I'm so, this is why like a lot of people in that community don't really like me very much. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Because yeah. it's, it to me, like, who cares? Yeah. Literally, I don't give a rip about stuff or how much there is of a numbers. Like I don't care because minimalism for me is only a means to an end. It's a way for yeah. me to get to more abundant life, to more focus on what matters to me, to more energy and time and space for my kids, for my business, for my purpose, for the reason I'm here. I don't care how many things I have. I don't care. I know that I can decide, is this worth time for me? this, what takes up your space, takes up your time. So is this worth it to me? Yes, it is. No, that's not. And it's going to look different for every person. So I think when we have, when we talk about minimalism, we first have to deal with the internal stuff, the why the foundation of it all, like, why do you, how do you feel again? Let's go back to feeling. How do you feel about your home? Do you feel like it's taking up way more time than it's worth? Most mm-hmm. people pay the most money in their monthly budget to the place they live whether it's through rent or a mortgage that's typically that's what people do you're paying the most amount of money that you spend typically in your budget on the place you live in do you even like it there like is is it even serving you is your house working with you or against you like if it's taking time and taking energy from you and it's a constant maintenance game Something has to give, you got too much stuff and you got to decide what you want with your time and the, to the days we have here on this earth. So it's so much deeper than just, this is how many books you should have. And this is how to line up your vegetables and your crisper so that it looks really aesthetically pleasing. Like, I don't care. I just want to live on purpose.
2: Bingo. I think that's also the three genes, the everything being aesthetically pleasing that's a check in the box and it's a complete band aid, and mm-hmm. you're still not gonna live the way you wanna live. I guess the only example I could really give is we had our house completely done by an interior designer. And I remember when all of us, I have three girls. So when we all came in, it was like, don't touch anything because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like white and creams and it's like, oh crap, you know. Mm-hmm. She knew we had three kids. And then I realized, wait a minute. You know, my kids put my 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 little brookie, my monkey feet, she has this chair that she always sits on. Mind you, the chair's like a year or two old and there's already a tear. And I remember getting so upset because it's like, oh my God, this is this is the furniture and it's new, and I don't even want to talk about how much it costs for this dang chair. And I remember cleaning up my house and realizing, holy crap, you know, she's nine, but when she's like nineteen and she's moving, like I want that chair there. I want that rip there. And it's just, I don't know. It's its my home. It's mm-hmm. She's a part of it. And, you know, I think about like the batches of stuff that, you know, we have along the house and I will, I'll be the first one to admit, I have like sections in my house where there's like a bundle of crap that I will eventually get you, but that's like totally a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're saying, you know, yes, we can clean it up, but there's something that we're avoiding. Hence the whole reason why there's that batch of, you know, unopened mail or, you know, folders of things that you need to file or, you know, um, memories or things like that. Why do you think that is? And I'm, I'm put myself underneath the bus. Why do you think that is that we have all of these sections of where they're not, we don't want them. They're there as a reminder of eventually we're going to put them away. What, why do you think we do that?
3: I think it's because humans always opt for the path of least resistance and deciding amongst everything else that you have going on, right? Deciding to sit down and go through and make decisions like decisions are exhausting and we already make, I forget how many decisions it is a day, but there's already a ton of decisions a day and moms get even more like and then business owners get even more Mm
1: -hmm. you and i are
3: all of those things (laughs) so (laughs) we have the most decisions to make and the other thing too that i want to say is like just to give everyone a giant scoop full of grace these are not just like can i have cereal yes or no like the decisions that i make in my day are really big there's Mm -hmm. the little ones and there's also like hey We got this, like this happened the other week. We got this message from a white supremacist. And this is what she said. How do you want us as your team to respond? Like, uh, I don't give a rip about the corner full of clutter right now. Like I'm dealing with, I mean, we're running companies. We're raising the next generation where I am cultivating a a happy marriage with my husband. Like there's a lot going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And so of course not. Of course we don't care. Of course we want to just avoid it but we have to look at, especially like from a business perspective, like I'm always looking at like, what's the return on investment of everything I do, not just with like investments and money and business, but time and energy. Like I am a well of energy and I have so much time in the day. And I know that my energy is sacred and to be protected. So how can I get the most done with the energy I have for today, where does it need to go? Do I need to quiet work and focus on my family? Like, do I need to do the opposite? Like what needs to happen? And Mm -hmm. so when we declutter, you have to understand the, the massive ROI that happens when you get rid of stuff Studies show us that it literally, literally can cause depression to have clutter around your home. It is literally making us sick. It's not good for us. Look up the study um, that was done by the UCLA uh, Center for Families. Um, They did a study on women and they did a saliva swab and tested their cortisol levels and found that their level of cortisol, the stress hormone, was literally equal as they had more clutter in their home. So the the more clutter a person had, the higher her cortisol was. And when the clutter went away, it lowered. It's literally connected, especially for Mm -hmm. us women, because we are intuitive. We feel, we know every, our brains are like spaghetti noodles. Everything is wrapped up in itself. So if you have a cluttered bedroom, do you really think you're going to be like super turned on and like ready for intimacy with your husband all the time? No, a guy probably could, but you're not. Because you're spaghetti and you're amazing and intuitive and you feel everything. So we have to look at the return on investment when we say, you know what, today I'm doing this. I'm getting rid of this pile. I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine, turn on Netflix and like make it a date with myself to clear clutter out of my home and out of my life. And it is going to lighten me and I am going to be a better person tomorrow. Literally, that's what it's doing. And yeah, just do it, make it and decide, decide what you want, decide that you're not okay with status quo. Cause most people have clutter in their homes. Most people have, you know, giant houses full of crap. They don't even need or want plus a storage unit, plus junk in the trunk of their car. They open the car and, and just shit spills out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if this is status quo. This is normal. Yeah. So it's allowed. It's okay. But is that what you want? You want to be status quo. You want to settle. You want to have your brain foggy when you're building a company and raising kids and you've got a purpose on this earth. Like, no, show up for your life. Get rid of the stuff that's bogging you down. That's what we're focused on. It's not about the clutter in the corner. It's about your life.
2: Yes. I love that you said that showing up and paying attention to your ROI, your return Mm -hmm. of investment. I love that. I love the example that you gave. Hey, ladies, if you're enjoying this episode, stop what you're doing. Take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Do not forget to tag me. I will share your share on my Instagram stories. I absolutely love hearing from you all and seeing the positive changes you are making in your life. So, okay, we're we're watching Netflix. We have that glass of wine. We start to go ahead and work on what section because... I know for most of us moms, we start working on one section, a kid calls us, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we're helping them clean up their room and then all of a sudden we end up, holy crap, it's dinner time, we're downstairs, we get a phone call, like how do we stay in one section and why is it important that we stay there, complete it, and then move forward?
3: Well... Okay, first of all, it's important because if you if you don't, like you just said, what's going to happen? And we all know mm-hmm. that's true. Um, and then it's going to be, there's going to be piles. it's going to be out, somebody walks in, oh, I've been looking for this toy that I haven't cared about since I was zero. But all of a sudden, it's the most <laughs> important thing in the world to me, and I want to keep it. Like you, things, it just gets undone. So we have yeah. to treat this like anything else. And this doesn't need to get blown out of proportion or perfectionistic, like let's just Treat it like anything else. If you have a deadline on a work project that you're passionate about, what do you do? You probably put your phone on do not disturb. You probably shut all the other windows on your computer. You probably turn on some music or something in the background that's going to help you focus and you enjoy just getting it done. And the kids are not allowed to interrupt you. This is mom time. Like you set boundaries and parameters around it, whatever that looks like for the season of life. Uh, that you're in. So yeah. do that. It will get done so fast if you just do that. Um, and then in terms of where to start, you know, if you've got a pile somewhere, that's bothering you, it's okay to just start there, uh, but create enjoyment. Like I'm all about creating enjoyment and rituals that make us look forward to things that aren't the funnest thing in the world. So that's why I mentioned like, get the glass of wine, like play music, turn on the office, like whatever you need to do to just enjoy it and make it something for yourself. Like this is self-love to clear clutter is self-love. And you're making more space for what matters the most to you. You are literally taking that priority list that you say you live by, but you really haven't been more. You say Mm -hmm. your priorities are, you know, your husband, your kids, your business, whatever. But really your priorities are everybody else's feelings. What's happening yep. on Instagram? Like, we know what our priorities really are. When you declutter, yep. you are literally aligning your days with that priority list that you really want to be your priority list. So, make this an act, a ritual, like make it happy and enjoy it. Um, but if you don't have a specific pile, like the one you mentioned, and you kind of just feel like I'm overwhelmed, like Ally doesn't realize how bad my house is, she would freak out if she saw it. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Start in the bathroom. The bathroom is the best place to start because it's not full of sentimental items. Like it's easy yeses and no's it's old makeup, you know, a broken hairdryer that you felt weird throwing out for some reason. Like it's, it's momentum. You can easily build momentum and know, you know, good job. I did it. I cleared clutter. I made myself lighter. I'm more focused on what matters just a little bit, but I am more focused and you get that momentum that feel good endorphin rush to keep Mm -hmm. going to another area tomorrow.
2: One thing you have said in the past, I don't remember when you said it, but you had said it has served its purpose. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the minute you said it served its purpose, I thought of all of the things that I have in my garage and it was like, holy crap, it served its purpose. I can let it go. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. I don't have to carry it. And it wasn't necessarily you know, mom guilt, it was more of, well, this is just the way it happens. You have a whole bunch of crap in your garage, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. where we store everything. And mm-hmm. and I realized, well, wait a minute. No, it served its purpose. So when my husband tells me he's going to the junkyard and he's going to drop everything off and no, we're not going to try to sell it on whatever, because that never happens. No. We're just going to, it's just going to be gone or we're going to donate it or family's going to come over and they're just going to have a field day with whatever's back, there, whatever's in there. But it was like, holy crap. I love that analogy. It it, it served its purpose. Why do you use that?
3: Because people struggle with guilt. They Mm. struggle with, and, and you know, I actually really resonate with this because of my My past and being so broke and living beneath the US poverty line like that was really, 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 really hard. It really sucked. And so of course, like I resonate with people that are like, well, what if I have to buy it again? And even now that I'm not financially there anymore, I have those like kind of like little triggers, like little trauma triggers. Um, and it's real and you're allowed to feel those things. You're a human being. It's okay. But let's, when we feel those things, we have to peel back for a second and ask, is this serving me? Is it serving me to allow my, my trauma, my financial reality as it is right now Mm -hmm. to affect how much time and energy I have for the people in my life? Is that what I want? No, it's not. So it's not serving you anymore. So then we have to shift the perspective from. Lack and scarcity, and what if I have to buy this again? And I can't afford that. And will this cost me fifty dollars? And I just feel so wasteful. Waste, waste, waste. Maybe, maybe you were wasteful when you bought that item because you didn't actually use it, and that's where the guilt is coming from. Yeah. Like then, then then be real with yourself. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not wasting this by clearing it from my life so I can live better. I wasted money when I bought it. Lesson learned. Thank you for this lesson. I will be more mindful. Donate, and then if it's not that not that way it's just that you used it you just don't like getting rid of stuff that is some serious internal issue that's got to be dealt with why are you not letting go of things why do you feel like you need to keep everything go back to your childhood look at your parents how did they handle stuff is there any Mm -hmm. money stories is there anything there because this is everything is happening for us right it's not Absolutely. happening to us, happening for us. So what can you learn from this? This is why like, I'm so sick of the typical minimalism culture. It is so deep and no one is talking about it like this. No. This is so much deeper. This is a money story. This is a limiting belief. And if you can allow this item in your garage that you're struggling with to unlock this door to these stories and you can rewrite them, you literally can create more money, more abundance, more joy, more time, more energy in your life. And that is very, very, very heavy and good. So when you're looking at that item, asking why, I'm, why am I struggling with this? and And I say what I say about it served its purpose because usually that's the tipping point for somebody to really understand like, hey, Money comes in and money goes out on the things that we need. You bought this, you used it, it served its purpose. You no longer need it because you're a human being and you're evolving as you go and as you grow and get older. So it served its purpose and that's what you bought it for. There's no guilt in letting it go to somebody else now. Like you have to look at it for what it really is.
2: Absolutely. And the, the emotional attachment that you have towards the item, it sounds like only provides you with more stress anxiety mm-hmm. and all other emotions you may be resentment you know because it's like damn it I shouldn't have paid this amount for this this item and I never used it feeling mm-hmm. you know like how you said feeling guilty for making that purchase really being able to go out and challenge that and and allow yourself to give yourself permission to let it go in return what are you teaching your children you know by doing all of these great things with letting things go and recognizing okay that was Maybe that wasn't a wise purchase, and you know this has served its purpose. I'm ready to, you know, remove it from the house and organize this. You're now teaching your children some form of structure and discipline, which they will be better for. Versus you carrying around all of this resentment, mm-hmm. which it sounds like is happening.
3: Exactly. People don't realize they they just feel a negative emotion. It kind of. Like, I feel like it kind of happens subconsciously. It's not mm-hmm. like a conscious thought where you realize I can't believe I'm thinking all these things about this stupid item. Like, it's all kind of in the back of mind. It's all subconscious. So you you have to lean into it to notice it. And I think it's important to give it a name and recognize what is this emotion that I'm feeling? Where is it coming from? What part of my story is this stemming from? And then, yeah, you can pass, the, pass on this healthy approach to material items to your kids. Because as a minimalist, I'm not teaching my kids that things are bad. Be careful when you buy things like things are fine. Things are to be Mm -hmm. enjoyed. Like this is enjoy your life. Um, But why? Why are you buying it? Why are you struggling to let it go? So it's it's something that we need to teach ourselves and then we can pass it on. And I hope the next generation is much more mindful about their things.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So. One question we're going to go ahead and wrap up that I love to ask all my guests is, what are you personally doing Allie right now to live the life you want to live? Oh, that's such a good question.
3: So right now I have been just kind of like, how can I describe this in the last like year, I've been wanting to shift my business and talk more about business and really unleash all this stuff about Living this abundant life as it pertains to those of us who are moms and run businesses as well, and I've been holding myself back because, well, like I built this business and it's about minimalism and home and motherhood, and it's not going to go well. And I'll just mm. keep it to my private client. And yeah. then it just—I really have ditched it. I really have just shaken it off. I created my business membership that's we're I'm in launch right now as we're recording, and it's so good to get women in there. It feels so good, so aligned. Like I just. Like like we've been talking about, I leaned into the stories I was telling myself Mm -hmm. about that and I rewrote them and uprooted what needed to be uprooted and just opened up to what it was that I was feeling aligned with and really wanting and just did it. And have I lost followers that only want me to talk about home? Yeah, sure. (laughs) But I've also gained thousands of women who are so thankful for my approach to business because it is different. And the, the thing that's pulling at you is always the next right step. And I, I stopped suppressing that and opened up to it. So it's
2: been really, really good. Oh, I love that. I love that. This is always great to hear when women are just going after, you know, although you've done this for so long, being able to go mm-hmm. out and pivot into something new. I love that. Yeah. All right, second question. What advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected if she was like literally standing right in front of you?
3: You got to get into your feelings. We're going to go back to that. It's always going to go back to that with me because you are, you have been trained to suppress and we have to untrain ourselves to stop suppressing and notice. Like just, I I would tell you, go in your closet, stand in your bathroom, take a shower, whatever you need to do, go for a walk, go for a drive and breathe and just focus on your breathing for like a, a minute. And then ask the question, what am I feeling in my life right now? And immediately, even as I say it to you, I can feel things coming up. And Mm -hmm. that right now they're good, but sometimes they're not good. So Mm -hmm. just asking that question, you unlock a door and you allow your, your inner self to feel and you give yourself permission that you needed to be a human and to feel things and notice that. Then from there, you can kind of ask, do I need to make any decisions? Do I need to prune anything from my life? Like, do I need to have a conversation with somebody? And you're just giving yourself permission to be a human being.
2: Absolutely. Aww. You've given us like so many crazy tools and steps to go ahead and start moving forward and implementing them into our life. Good. I have to ask you, How can, I know, how can we find you first? And then I'll go to the freebie. Yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you know the best place to connect with me, and um, I do have someone on my team that helps me answer all my DMs. But to connect with me and see what I'm doing day to day, and kind of get a taste for what I'm about, is probably going to be Instagram. So if you just search Ali Casaza on there, it'll come up. Um, the one with the blue badge. There was some crazies doing some weird stuff with other pages <laughs> recently. <laughs> um, but that that one's me. Um, and yeah, I mean, my website, if you want resources, you can go to my website, but to connect, I would really send everyone to Instagram.
2: Awesome. So what freebie will you be giving?
3: Okay. So I was thinking about this as we were talking, and this is what I'm feeling that all you amazing, beautiful listeners need. I'm going to create a landing page and I'm going to have decluttering freebies for you. And then I'm going to have a business freebie for you as well. And you can just kind of pick your journey, take them both. Um, The business one is normally like 30 bucks, but I'm going to make sure it gets for free for you guys. And I just want you to know, like wherever you are, however you're feeling, whatever has been a struggle for you, like you are not alone. Like you are not the first person to deal with this. You are not going to be the last. So if you can overcome this in yourself and you can lean into your feelings and get to a better place in your life, not only are you going to step into more abundance, but you're going to learn lessons that you can pass on to other women who will be drawn to you that need for you to share that lesson you learned in yourself. So keep going, keep showing up like you're already doing an amazing job and it's only better from here.
2: Allie, like I totally fell in love with you right now. I love this. Thank you. <laughs> I told, and we're totally going out. We're totally going yes. out. Oh yes. My god please. Thank you so much. You've given so much information. Like I'm looking at the pile right here to the right, and it's like, all right, you're getting done. It's, I'm, I'm feeling motivated. <laughs> Good. Thank, you so, Good, <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What's up ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now and rate and review. Thank you guys. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I know you're ready for the next steps. If you want to become empowered and unapologetic, get my free course, Unapologetically Me, over at empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash course. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. I know.
4: I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
5: Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn The decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out.
6: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves." If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know.
4: I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol— we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
6: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls
4: Podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliché. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just Two Sober Girls, we're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy, and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls podcast today and come follow us
3: on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.